0: Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a podcast devoted to discussions concerning Christian doctrine and the Christian life. My name is Mike Tizier, and I'm joined again today by Joe Anady. And uh, Joe, last this past week, you actually were out of town. I was. Where'd, where'd you go? I was uh, in, what is it called now? Rockford, Illinois. That's awesome. I, I was going to say you were in somewhere, but I couldn't remember where you actually went. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you were there for the ARBCA General Assembly, correct?
1: I was. So, uh, yeah, on Monday morning, we flew out of San Diego. Uh, I got to kind of see Chicago again in the distance. It's been a while since I've been anywhere near Chicago. So It's been like uh, at least a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. more than that, probably a couple yeah. of years, but, uh, yeah, flew, flew back there into, uh, into Midway and drove about another hour and a half to the north and, uh, west of Chicago to a town I'd never heard of before, Rockford, Illinois. So I was there at a church and, um, yeah, enjoyed, uh, fellowship with some brothers there at the Arbca General Assembly. Came back on Friday. We did not make the traveling easy on ourselves. I, I don't know. We, uh, Early morning flights both ways. I think I was up at like 1.30 in the morning uh, on that. Monday our it. time, and then our time again on Friday. So just came Man. back tired, but great trip. Yeah,
0: great trip. and just to clarify, ARPCA is Association of Reformed Baptist Churches of America. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, that's great. So yeah, talk about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. What, what is the ARPCA General Assembly? Never, never heard of this thing before. Um, I think the. It, it's tempting to call it a conference, right? Because, uh, people have heard of, uh, pastors conferences before, you know, so they're used to their pastors going off to those sorts of things, but it's really not a conference. A conference, I guess, would be a place where you get a lot of just encouraging teaching and instruction and you're kind of a, a partaker of things. Whereas a general assembly, what it is is the gathering together of churches in this association. And of course there is teaching, there is instruction. Um, but, um, Really, it, it, it's a gathering of these churches to do business, you know, to talk theology, to work together. So it's a very involved uh, thing, you know, where the delegates from these churches, uh, m- most of them being pastors or elders or deacons, uh, the delegates of these churches are coming together to 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 do work, you know. Uh, so a great experience. Um, ARBCA is the Association of Reformed Baptist Churches of America. So th- th- there were churches represented from all over the country. It's really a neat a thing uh, there there are not a lot of them but they're spread throughout you know the country how many how many are there um about? you know their their website says there are 59 member churches um as of 2016 uh there were i think four new churches received into the association while i was there so that oh, number okay. is, is probably not accurate as of today but i would guess there were 150 people there most mostly okay. men some some gals there too um but yeah really impressed with uh just the uh the geographical diversity you know there there were people from all over the country there um, arbco was an association founded in 1997 on March 11th and uh, it's an association that has um four uh, main areas of interest there these are churches that are coming together to uh, participate and partner in home missions church planting sorts of efforts uh foreign missions um so that's you know really their their emphasis is church planting but globally too you know that that is their that is their desire um theological education also so they they have um that emphasis trying to train up future leaders for the church um and also publications so so they put out um uh, written material, you know small booklets, but also theological works too uh, so that's the idea is that the association uh really has that purpose in mind to come together and partner um, uh, in those in those areas so yeah, really great experience I just I don't know I felt very much at home um culturally a little different than what I'm used to here in Southern California, you know, culturally a little bit different than what I'm used to in my church upbringing, but just felt at home with these these folks, um, in terms of their theological viewpoint and their, um, I don't know what we might call philosophy of ministry. You know, their, their understanding of how local and foreign missions ought to be done and so on and so forth. It just was a really good, um, really good experience.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I think, uh, hearing that number about 150 people there, that's in in my head, I think I'm envisioning a much bigger. Gathering people, yeah. but at the same time, I think that's there's such a great value and that's not overwhelmingly large amount of people that you sure. can actually spend time, you know, getting to know. A, this people. is a Reformed
1: Baptist thing, Mike, so it's <laughs> no. not you can't picture <laughs> tens of thousands of people. You know. I'm just
0: remembering that that uh, that missions conference we went to a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. The, that...
1: Well, it was a Desiring God conference, right?
0: Yeah, wasn't was it? that? Is that it was? Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. Well, th- there are other good conferences, you know, that that happen. There's a Together for the Gospel conference that I think. Probably brings together thousands upon thousands of pastors, and Desiring God conferences usually draw up a bunch of folks too. But this is something more, oh, more well, particular. Yeah, you know, definitely. it's it's a really, it's kind of a niche thing. We you have know. a lot more camaraderie with these people than sure. you would others,
0: just because of all the things you agree on. And
1: cetera, yeah, at the so I mentioned four things that the the association desires to partner on, um, but it is the London Baptist Confession that holds this association together. Uh, they have obviously the Word of God as their supreme authority for truth, as do we. Um, but the London Baptist Confession plays a very important role in that it provides a summary of uh, what we believe the Scriptures as our supreme authority of truth to be saying concerning these vital Christian doctrines. And so um, as it is with the Southern California network that we are now a part of, uh, so it is with ARBCA. This, this is an association that is a uh, confessional association. Uh, to be a part of it, a, a pastor, a elder, the church uh, must be a full subscription church. They must subscribe fully to uh, the confession of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, that's new to all of us, I think, at Emmaus. We come out of a purely independent church tradition. Many of us do. Um, and, and so this whole confessionalism stuff, this whole associationalism stuff is is, is kind of new to us. But the more I the more I wade out into it, the more I'm encouraged by what it produces. It really does produce the opportunity to have deep and meaningful fellowship with others and, and, and to work together in significant ways with with others because you have such a a high degree of um agreement upon important matters. Right. I, I'm I guarantee you all them in there, I mean they would not agree upon everything, you know, that we can talk about on the Christian life. I'm sure of it, but the, you know that you're walking into a room where there is, you know, just, just a lot of single mindedness mm. uh, concerning important Christian doctrine. So I, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Well, ARPCA
0: was an association is an association that we were thinking of joining originally uh, as uh, in the same time period where looking mm-hmm. into different ones like FIRE and and, and Scar BC as well. Yeah, um, Is this something we're considering as Emmaus joining in the future as well?
1: Yeah. Uh, you, when we started looking at different associations, um, ARBCO was definitely on the map. But the encouragement from everybody in ARBCO was, well, don't start with us. Start with one of these local associations first and then – move on to the National Association. I think that was great advice, and so that's what we did. We uh, pursued membership in SCARBC, which is the Southern California Association of Reformed Baptist Churches, right? Formally, the two associations are not connected. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're really independent, so that you can be a part of uh, SCARBC, and not a part of Arbca, and I suppose you could be a part of Arbca living in Southern California and not be a part of Scarbc, you know. Um, but the the truth of the matter is is that, um, I think all or almost all of the SCAR BC churches and pastors in you know in the Southern California Association are also a part of Arbca. Mm-hmm. So another benefit was I, I flew all the way back to Rockford, Illinois, but I was able to really. Um, deep in my relationships with a lot of the Southern California pastors because they were there too. Right, right. He, uh, yeah. yeah. You were traveling with Jason, right? Did you yeah. I, I traveled with pastor Jason Walter from, uh, Christ reform Baptist church down Vista. Also, uh, uh, David Hughes, who's a, um, a pastor down in New Zealand. So oh. I've traveled with him as well and got to know him and, uh, yeah, really nice. good brother. Uh, so are we considering joining Arbca, uh, that was the talk at the beginning. It's that we would start with Scar BC, and then that we and then we would begin to explore Arbka. To be quite honest, that's not something we have really talked about much in the last, I don't know, nine months or year. Because I think we were just so focused on Scar BC. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think all of the men are in agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah we eventually need to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit of belonging to the local association first is that we're, we're close to one another in, in proximity, so we can, you know, meet multiple times during the year. I can have more of a, you know, involved relationship with these guys because we live near each other. Um, but the benefit of joining ARBCA would be that there's a lot more going on in terms of partnership in regard to local missions, mm-hmm. world missions. Um, uh, there, there, there are just more churches, more resources to uh, work on continuing education and publications and all of those things. Right. Um the, the the Southern California network is also concerned to engage in those areas, but I think there's only nine churches, right, uh, in mm. Southern Cal- the, the Southern California Association right now. So yeah, I think it's something we need to look into. Yeah. Well, what went on at the at the general assembly? Yeah, we um the first day really was devoted to what I would just call business. So they had like a roll call of the churches, you know, and all of the delegates introduced themselves and then they welcomed visitors. And, uh, you, you know, it was just pretty formal, honestly, on the first day, uh, a budget report given, um, some reports from, uh, church plants from missionaries, um, you know, th- those, sorts of things. There were some theological issues addressed, uh, things were, Um, talked about that would be uh, worked on and then brought up at the next GA. Uh, It was, you know, very orderly, very orderly. You know, it was the Roberts rule, uh, you know, of order for everything, like followed to a T. And you're probably listening to that and going, man, that must have about put you to sleep, Joe, right? I mean, after being up, you know, early (laughs) in the morning, uh, the day before and whatnot. But it's I, I probably sound like a freak saying this, but I was really moved by it you know there, there was just something about it you know the, the the care that was taken to do things in an orderly manner and the importance of the things being discussed it was yeah very formal and business being dealt with here but it was also very moving you know to watch these men um address important issues in in a very um uh, professional uh, you, you know careful let me use that word a very careful way and then also on issues that were Um, you know, kind of difficult. There there was just a brotherly love that prevailed, you know, throughout the whole business meeting. So I was very impressed by it. Um, New member churches were received. I already mentioned that. That was cool to see because each of those churches gave a bit of report about what's going on in their congregations, how they came to be. And, um, you know, they're just being introduced into ARBCA, and then the the current churches would vote on them. Um, There were missions reports given, church planting reports, Uh, plans for a standalone seminary were presented, which I think is really exciting. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard me talk about this, but there's a really unique situation it has been in existence for years now down at Westminster Theological Seminary in Escondido. It's a Presbyterian uh, seminary down there, and a a very good one, actually. Um, But for years now, there has been this little institute down there called the Institute of Reformed Baptist Studies, IRBS, so really unique. Here is this Presbyterian Seminary, and uh, they have invited and allowed this Institute for Reformed Baptist Studies to exist down there on campus. And in fact, the men who are a part of IRBS they they earn their Masters of Divinity through Westminster, but they're allowed to take these supplemental courses which count towards the degree. You know, so really cool partnership there, and it's been yeah. going on for years. Um, I don't know how many exactly. I forget, but um, for quite a while now. But there's a desire to see that grow so that IRBS actually becomes its own entity, you know, it becomes its own seminary. And so uh, there's a lot of – yeah, you know, just a lot of talk of that, a lot of promotion of that and trying to discern is is this the will of the Lord, you know, that – this thing move forward. Uh, some big donors have come forward to support that kind of project. And I think really they're trying to discern now, you know, do, do the Arbka churches in particular, uh, really see the need for this and want to get behind it. And is there a desire for this sort of thing, even outside of Arbka? Um, I think it's actually a very a promising thing and a beautiful opportunity, you know? And so mm-hmm. who knows what the Lord has in regard to that, but I, I'm praying that, that it would come to pass. Right. Um, also during the GA just, there's lots of prayer um, which is also very moving uh, the singing is is beautiful they sing out of a hymnal which we're not used to at Emmaus but I like it you know it's it's powerful to be in a room filled with men who are really really singing from the heart and uh singing good substantial songs uh wonderful teaching uh preaching in the morning a devotional and at night uh, more of a full on sermon but also uh there's teaching throughout the day on very important topics i would say that Some of the teaching that took place um, at this particular GA was very foundational, just some very foundational issues uh, dealt with in terms of why associationalism and the proper way to do associations. And um, I'm going to dig that up when the audio is posted online, and I'll post it on my little blog and and make it available to uh, um, our elders and encourage the congregation also to to listen in to a few of them because it was just, it was just so good. Um, kind of basics, you know, going back to basics for this association, but things that I think people need to hear. Well, that sounds really appropriate considering our this is all new for us as a Mace yeah. and Yeah. That's good. Yeah, something you should probably know about ARBCA. They, you know, over the last year and a half or two years, they, they were going through um, a, a bit of a theological controversy uh, over the doctrine of the impassibility of God. Um, has to do with the idea that, you know, does God experience change? You know, is he moved by things external to himself? And it's a very important doctrine, actually, very important, and one that our confession speaks to. We believe that God is without body, parts, or passions. The word passions there is, is speaking to this issue that he is not he's not moved by external forces as we are we have passions as human beings you know things move us uh, we're, we're, we're not saying that god is um, you know this statue the stoic rock in the sky either i, I shouldn't be getting into all this cuz i'm not ready to deal with the doctrine right. of impassibility just, right? but this is the struggle of dealing <clears throat> with human language to describe god sure. right but still the, 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 the maybe the quick way to say it is that we believe that god has perfections and not passions you know so God is love, mm. but he's love perfectly so all the time you know he doesn't fluctuate so that sometimes he is more loving and at other times he's less right he is mm. perfectly uh love um right but with us our love ebbs and flows um so it gives you a little bit of a taste into the controversy but it, I think it was difficult you know it, it was a difficult controversy I can tell you more about it at some other time I guess but um, they, they were wrestling through that and, and a wonderful position paper was written on it. It be found on Arbca's website, arbca.com. A very good position paper was written on it uh, and things, you know, came to a head to where uh, about a quarter of the churches did end up leaving Arbca over uh, that controversy. And so th- this GA had a certain feel to it. It, it, it. it was almost as if these churches were settling down and healing a bit and then uh, just giving themselves over to basic and fundamental things again. You know, kind of Um, recovering and I can identify with that because I think that's kind of what we experienced as a church about five years ago Mm -hmm. you know important doctrines being dealt with and then okay finally it's over and here we are and it's almost time to say okay let's address foundational things again and I think that's what they were doing at this GA and it was a really important time and a good thing to be a part Mm of so I appreciate that very much yeah
0: so yeah what are some more of your impressions from from the meeting
1: I know these these guys and these churches. I know they're not perfect. Okay, so I just want to qualify everything I'm about to say with that. I I, I know that this is a group of fallen uh, men and women. Uh, the, the, these are um, churches that struggle with sin in this association. They're they're fallen people saved by grace. You know, got it. But I'm drawn to these folks too. There, there's something about them that. I think there's something unique here, I really do, Uh, something that I haven't really seen before. This group of of people are very serious about doctrine, which I think is important. They they take doctrine very seriously. Uh, They work hard at it. Um, I think they draw appropriate lines, you know, saying, hey, yes, we can disagree about these things, but on these things we need to agree upon, you know. Um, so I got that impression. The The, the doctrinal discussions were serious discussions and, and taken seriously. I think they're very serious about the church. Um, they they want to see the church. They, they want to see church done right, I guess is a <laughs> simple way to put it. Um, these pastors seem to be very much uh, concerned about their local congregations and actually pastoring their local congregations and teaching there and, and fulfilling their ministry. The association seems concerned very much so to uh, protect local churches and to not overstep their bounds and to intrude upon them um, in an inappropriate way. So they're concerned with the local church, but also the universal. And by that, I mean, um, I mean there's just something powerful, right? Uh, the, these pastors are coming from all over the country. They all have their local churches that they're responsible for. But here you see in one place, you know, these men gathered together, kind of as representatives of you know the, the body of christ has spread throughout the country even men actually from other parts of the world i mentioned davith from new zealand but also there was a brother there from um from uh chile and then also another brother from india mm-hmm. you know so and other guys from from europe and um you know it, it's just cool to see that the representation of the the, the invisible or the, the the universal church there and they take associationalism very seriously. So here they are just really valuing um, this partnership, right, and, and this cooperation that's taking place there. Um, I saw also them being very serious about local and foreign missions. Um, you know, I, I love it that church planting is happening. You know, it's a pretty small association, and a lot of these churches that are representing here are very small churches. They're not big in churches, and yet they're they're doing church planting. Even though some of them are very small and very young, you know, they're doing church planting and, and also they're supporting missionaries. Um, I love the emphasis upon the theological training for ministers. I, I really think this is a very important thing, by the way. If you want to think about the future of the church and the future in particular of the Reformed Baptist sort of movement, you've got to train young men for the ministry. You just have to do it, and, you know. The scriptures uh, exhort pastors to do that very thing—to um, take what has been given them and to, and to entrust it into faithful men who are able to teach others. Also, you know and that's really the spirit of it here. So um, I appreciate that. And there just seems to be, again, they're not perfect. I know, but there seems to be some integrity, some real integrity in this group, um, some authenticity. I, I sit and I have fellowship with these men, and they're—they're they're not superficial you know they're not they're not concerned with the size of their church and they're not concerned with their egos they they're just i don't know a, a down to earth sort of feel um to this group of men some of them very i mean all of them they're, they're just impressive people some of them very accomplished you know in terms of being authors and Scholars, theologians, you know, but they're just, there's a, a down to earth sort of feel about these men that I, I, I really appreciate. And then I, I saw a lot of brotherly love, um, you know, on display there. One particular thing that was moving is that there's a lot of older pastors there, you know, who are coming to the end of their careers. And there's a lot of young guys. I, I'm on the younger end of the spectrum, but there are some even younger than me in their late 20s, early 30s. And there was just so much um, of a desire from from the old men to pour themselves into the young men. And then also that was um, responded to by the young men really saying, yeah, we're pleading with you. Please pour into us. You know, teach us. Uh, we want to be instructed. And uh, that dynamic was really, really cool to, to witness too, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can't really— give details about those moments, but very, very moving. I mean, even moving me to the point of tears a bit, you know, I guess I'll admit it. Right. But it, <laughs> like, wow, you know, um, yeah, I, I love the brotherly love there, the multi-generational component of it. Also, I mean, there was one difficult, uh, portion of the GA, uh, where a church was actually dismissed or, or removed from the association and it was kind of a residual thing from this doctrinal controversy that I mentioned, um, Uh, you know, having taken place over the last two years. uh, The way the process went is there was this disagreement over the doctrine of impassibility. Um, There was a whole procedure that was agreed upon by the churches. Uh, um, The theological committee wrote a paper. Uh, The churches wrestled with it and and responded and thought about it, and then at the end of it, if the theological position paper um, could be adopted by the church, the church was to stay, but if it could not be adopted, the churches were to resign you know from the association and um, so that process was largely complete by the time this GA comes around but there was one church in particular I don't know the brother's name and I don't know the church's name actually um, but they neither could adopt the position paper nor did they want to leave the association so it made for kind of an interesting moment there you know where the association is having to decide uh, how do we handle this and they voted to to, to remove them they voted them out Um. I mean honestly it was kind of a gut-wrenching sort of thing to watch but what I noticed is there was just there was a brotherly love it, it it was brother you know we love you we consider you a brother in the lord for sure we we consider your church to be a true church you know and we pray blessings upon you you're welcome here we hope you come back next year and even stay this year and that our our, our fellowship can continue but in regard as it pertains to the association you know, we can't compromise here. We have to hold the line. You know, which I I would hope people would understand. You you do have to draw the line somewhere, and then you have to hold that line. And 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 I, so I saw them do that, but in brotherly love, um. The the brother stayed for the rest of the GA. He was around eating and having fellowship with people for for the whole time. You know, T- to be honest with you, one of the reasons that. We've moved kind of slowly with jumping into the Southern California Association and then also ARBCA is because I knew two years ago that this theological controversy was going on over the Doctrine of Impassibility. And that meant two things for me. One, I needed to study the issue. Right, so I, I read everything I could on it, and I'm, you know, trying to come to terms with it because obviously that matters. Do where do I land? Where do right. we as a church land? We discussed it as an elder board too, as a, as a elder, um, elder group as well. Um, so I agree with Arbka's position theologically. So that was the first thing. But the second thing I was looking for uh, was to see, okay, how do they behave in the midst of theological controversy? Yeah, handle, how do handle it? Handle it, yeah. That was a really big thing for me, you know, as I look back at what gave birth to Emmaus Christian Fellowship. It was a doctrinal disagreement. Um, But all along, my my biggest complaint is not that there was doctrinal disagreement, you know, but it was actually the way people conducted themselves in the midst of it. Does that make sense? Like I I think— yeah, if there are two pastors pastoring in a church who don't see eye to eye on some rather important doctrine, then it makes sense that, you know, you probably need to go separate ways. You know, and that's okay. You can go separate ways and still say, you know, I love you, brother. Right? Um but man, it, it just so often it, it's not done in a in a brotherly, Christianly sort of way. Right. And that's the right. to me that's the real tragic thing. Yeah. Um I mean, because of our sinfulness and because of our lack of ability to, to comprehend things, we're going to have doctrinal disagreements. But you would hope that within the church, you can just be nice, you know, in the midst of it. Be kind and honest and forthright. And you know what I mean? And so that was a big thing that I was uh, looking at uh, personally during that whole uh, that whole controversy. I was just trying to peer in and to see... How are these men treating one another? And I really doubt that everyone behaved perfectly. I mean, I'm not claiming that that it was perfect, but but by and large, what I have seen and what I have heard have heard from others is that brotherly love, in the end, really did prevail. Um, uh, as far as I know, and um, as far as it pertains to the the, the men who are in Arp Canal, and and I saw, so I got to see a little glimpse of that mm-hmm. at this GA you know, another difficult situation there. And yet it was handled firmly and I think rightly, but with love, you know, with love. Yeah. That's encouraging.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that a lot about that, the trip and the assembly.
1: So, well, you know, you, you know how this is, Mike, you go on like a you've been overseas before you've spent time in india and you come back and family and friends how was it there's just, it's so hard to communicate oh, yeah. like for you it's a, it was a powerful thing it was, there were a lot that happened very moving you learned a lot and all that but you know how do you put that into words i guess that's what i'm trying to do here a little bit uh, cuz there was a part of me that said man i wish all the other elders and deacons of Emmaus could be here or i wish my other brothers and sisters in christ from Emmaus could be here and see it it, it just can't happen so just mm-hmm. a real real small attempt to bring it home to you a little bit Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, what's next, and uh, and what would you encourage the people of Emmaus or other listeners to this um, to do next? Pray for Arbka. Uh,
1: whether we join the association or not, it's kind of beside the point. And these are certainly brothers and sisters in Christ, and these churches are very like-minded. So we should be praying for them. I would encourage you to go to Arbka.com. Uh, they have a nice website there uh, that um, – you know, it tells you all about the the purpose of, and a little bit about the history of it. Uh, you, you can see the the missionaries there, the, the the local missions, the foreign missions, all that stuff. So just you know, fish around and and pray for them. Uh, pray for this uh, seminary that they desire to to launch in the next few years. Um, pray that the Lord's will be done with that. Pray for wisdom in regards to us joining Arbca. Um, I, I don't know what the future holds in that regard. Uh, I'm drawn to them in in, in ways, but we need to have a lot of discussion about it and and we need to work through some things. So pray for that. Um, Lindsay and I are actually going to be going to the school of church planting that Arbca puts on in Gilbert, Arizona next week. And uh, I'm not saying we're getting ready to do a church plant like now. That's really not the point. But I want to um, spend more time around these guys. I want to hear more about their their approach to church planting. And it's been something we've talked about from the beginning well, that yeah, we would like yeah. to plant churches. And it's so it's something we want to be serious about. We got to get started now. Yeah. Know, so that's good. So we're going to go, uh, it's in Gilbert, Arizona. It's only a couple of days uh, next week. So pray for that. I think this will be out by then. Um, yeah, pray for that, please. And then once it comes out, I'm going to make that audio from the Arbka GA available. Listen to that. If you're able again, I, I think the teaching, um, there were two lectures in particular that I thought, man, this is super foundational and needs to be heard. There was one sermon also. All of the sermons were good, but there was one sermon in particular that just seemed to really uh, make a exegetical case for associationalism. Actually, it was on the same passage that I preached a while ago. The sermon title was Jesus Divides, Doctrine Unites, John 17. It was yeah. on the same passage. It was from a little bit of a different angle, applied a little bit differently, but uh, well done and and, and I think um, uh, important foundational stuff. But really, um, you know, all of that will help to uh, inform you as to what's going on in Arbca. Really, the the, the most important thing is that we get active in Scarbc. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, right. I, there's no sense in joining the national association if we're unwilling to really you know um participate right in an appropriate way in the local association so we need to get active in it um how do you do that we'll pray for these local churches maybe fish around on their websites a little bit you know to see what's going on there um we have a quarterly gathering coming up on July 31st and that's when we're actually being officially uh, yeah. Announced as. Yeah, someone might listen to this. Go. I don't see you on the Scar BC website. Well, we haven't been publicly uh, formally received into Scar right. BC yet, but we have been officially received. And we bumped that back so
0: that because it's going to be here for us. So it's yeah. We, we wanted more of a presence of our people. And-
1: yeah, sure. So this quarterly gathering on July thirty first is going to be at Diamond Valley Middle School, where we meet for for worship. And the idea is we hopefully we we'll get most, if not all, of our people there and and, and able to participate in that you know, that event. And, uh, so hopefully you can be there. Um, and also hopefully you can make it to future quarterly gatherings, you know, that Lord willing will be held four times a year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it takes, it takes commitment. It, it takes effort, you know, to pack the car up and get the kids in the car and all of that and drive off on a Sunday afternoon to most of them are either in La Mirada or San Bernardino, you know, um, uh, that, that sort of thing. But, uh, I think it's important for us to actually have associations with these other churches and and to be there uh, present uh, in the flesh. Um, And one thing I plan to do, and I hope we can get this done this summer, is to go around to the uh, SCARBC churches and to meet with the the lead pastors and to do podcast interviews with them. Um, So that's just a little plug. Look look for that. I've already talked to some of the guys about wanting to do that with them. It's just about finding the time to, to make the drive. We actually don't have to do it by driving down. We could do it over the phone, I suppose. But I want to go see
0: yeah, I think their church, it,
1: yeah. you know, their place of worship, their town, and, uh, you know, have lunch with them, do do a podcast. and uh, There are definitely benefits to doing it in person, in person, instead of... Yeah, and, and the idea is I think that would just be a great way to expose the people of Emmaus to these other Scar BC churches. You know, you, you can hear directly from one of their pastors about, you know... Um, the, the history of the church and the community in which they live and some of their struggles and successes and, you know, all of that. So, uh, look for that. It should be coming Lord willing this summer. I think that would be the best time for us to um, both of our, we're both married to teachers. So yep. the summertime <laughs> is a, a beautiful time of year when we're able to have a little more freedom and, and get off and do some stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the association thing is new to us i just i don't think i can go back <laughs> to the to the purely independent model wow. um i don't think i can go back to the pastors prayer fellowship model not that there's anything wrong with pastors getting together and praying the you know pastors prayer fellowships uh, are, are a wonderful thing but I, there's something so powerful i think about getting together with pastors with whom you have just so much agreement yeah yeah theologically and as it pertains to philosophy of ministry mm-hmm. there there's a lot of um a lot of good that comes from that you know um yeah there's just a lot of good that comes from that theological good um uh, good in regards to encouragement, uh, depth of relationship sort of stuff, but also good in regards to partnering on practical things for the sake of the advancement of Christ's kingdom, you know? So uh, super encouraged. Long days, travel was kind of tough because we, I don't know, just decided to be hard on ourselves. But I came back just so, uh, so encouraged from the whole experience. Yep.
0: Well, that concludes this episode of Confessing the Faith. Thanks for listening, and until next time, abide in Christ.